We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get into today's show, I'm Alex Golden, host of Setting the Pace, and want to let you guys know that we are breaking our Trade Ideas podcast down into two episodes because we had 70 minutes of overall content talking about potential trades for the Indiana Pacers. Look, there's a lot out there. The Pacers already made a splashy trade back in the middle of January for Pascal Siakam of the Toronto Raptors, but they still have quite a few potential pieces they could move to continue to make this roster a little bit better particularly around the edges. You're not going to see a splashy trade for a star, kind of like you got with Pascal Siakam, but there could be some moves around the edges that make some sense. Names the Pacers have been linked to that we didn't touch on in this podcast, Roy O'Neal of the Brooklyn Nets, and then Isaac Okoro of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Michael Scotto had that in his latest article on Monday. So we recorded this podcast Sunday night after we recorded our post-game podcast talking about that big win over the Charlotte Hornets, 115-99. to If you haven't listened to that episode, Encourage you guys to go back and check that out as we break down a lot of different things in terms of Andrew Nimhard in the starting lineup, you know, Pascal Siakam's big game, what the Eastern Conference could look like now that Joel Embiid has got a pretty serious injury. So if you haven't checked that out, please do that. But this is going to be part one of our Trade Ideas show. So hope you guys enjoy that. We'll be back with part two tomorrow morning. So about a 12-hour window here of listening to part one Trade Ideas, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. So without further ado, let's bring on Chris Neri for the new Setting the Pace podcast intro we released this year. Hope you guys are enjoying that. And we'll be back for our trade ideas right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indiana, home of Pacers basketball. Miller for three, and he got it. 
legends have been born. Miller retreats to the three-point line and hits again. Memories have been made. Caliburn, a deep three for the lead. Great basketball has been played. Nembhard away. Hits the three and the buzzer. In 49 states, it's just basketball. Flips it to the big fella, fake shoots, and But this, this is Indiana. And you're listening to Setting the Pace. Let's go! Your go-to Pacers podcast. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. We got pacers hooping. Let's talk stats. Hot takes. All fast. New topics. Updates. Three pointers. Fast breaks. We keep scoring. We don't need to stop. New episodes. Weekly drops. This your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We gon' need a mop. Setting like the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Well, everybody, happy trade week. Hope you guys are having a great one here. Welcome back to your go-to Pacers podcast, Setting the Pace. I'm your host, Alex Golden, joined by the president of the Germano No Fan Club, Michael J. Fauci. Now, Fauci, I got to tell him myself, I was a guest on a podcast, and we drafted all-time Pacer teams, okay? I had the first pick. They had picks two and three. I had the fourth pick and the fifth pick. I forgot about Jermaine O'Neal. How do you forget about him? Um, who'd you go with? I, I went with Tyrese first. You okay. know, it was a little bit of a like, am I going to pick Tyrese or Reggie? Pick Tyrese, yeah. think the ceiling's higher. They went Reggie, Paul, George. And then I went with... This this worries me. Uh, yeah, so I actually went... <laughs> try to remember. I I definitely went... Uh, I went with Sabonis. Okay. And I, want, I know I had Oladipo, Danny Granger... I was wondering if, if you went Granger because you mentioned you had back-to-back picks. Yeah, I, I think I actually got Granger after after this round. So I want to say I might have went Oladipo Sabonis. I don't even know, dude. Like That's how bad it was. I was like in such oh. a fog. I'm trying to remember who else I picked for my fifth person. I don't know. This is worrisome. T- please tell me Jermaine got drafted. No, I picked I Pascal. Mean... That's who I picked, Pascal Siakam. All right, maybe a little recency. You know, yeah, it was. I was know. very like in the moment of like yeah. who I'm talking yeah. about. Okay. Yeah, and so they went with they went with Lance, Paul George. Uh so Lance, Paul George. I don't think Rick Smith was picked. I don't think Miles was picked. I don't remember who they went with at center. But but somebody got Jermaine O'Neal. They got right? Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah, they picked okay. after All right. picks I was about to sh- shed I was some like, tears crap. to be like, where are we going as a fan base if Jermaine's just been forgotten? Well, I mean, they weren't Pacer fans. That's the bad thing. Okay. Now All right. they did do some Pacers trivia with me. Okay. And they asked me to name the top 10 playoff scorers in Pacers franchise history. I got nine out of 10 before I missed. So pretty, I I couldn't remember George Hill. That was the one that threw me off. That's, that's all right. You know, yeah, I think that's understandable. I think that's a little bit of a forgotten, uh, you know, kind of forgot how long he was here. (laughs) But, (laughs) yep. But anyway, we're not here to talk about what I was doing on another podcast. We're here to talk about, we're not. So I'm sorry for everybody listening to that, but, uh, with that being said, I've got like 10 trades. Fachi's got like five. So 
we're just going to go until we run out of trade ideas and we'll just have fun with it. We're not going to put a cap on this. There's no like, oh, we're trading for guys we mentioned last week on our trade targets list. We're just making trades. So, Fachi, I'll let you start things off unless you want me to start things off. Now I'm wondering, do we go for every one of my trades? Do you do two? We can do that if you want. Because I got five, you got ten. So okay. math does work out. So you want me to go first then? Yeah, go first with two. Okay, so this one's kind of a boring one, but okay, gotta start, gotta start small, and we yes. work our way up. So I, 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 the stage has been set. I said the Pacers trade Buddy Hield and three second round picks. Oh, to the Detroit Pistons for Bojan Bogdanovich. I don't think they do it. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I look, I, I, I would love to. I mean, I, I'm in, like signed off, <laughs> definitely. But we've heard Detroit like turn down in the past, like two first round picks. I don't know what their end game is. Like I can't see them just like re-signing Boyan. Like so, I feel like he's got to be traded. I feel like they just they'll want a first round pick and our yeah. three second round picks. You know, I'm not might... giving up a first round pick for Boyan. No. He's 35 years old. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna tell you to give one up. Yeah, because I'm with you. I mean, we're not trading. You know, a 2028. 20, you know, first round pick. Bogdanovich at this point in his career it, it doesn't make any sense but if for some reason they would take that deal I'm absolutely on board yeah so that was the one and then here's another one that I have and I think I'm going to explain my reasoning here for this one so I'm sending Obi Toppin Isaiah Jackson and two second round picks to the Brooklyn Nets for Dorian Finney-Smith now you might think oh they want a first round pick for this blah 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 listen to me for a second Dorian Finney-Smith, I'm sure there's going to be people that want him. But Isaiah Jackson could be their starting center of the future because there's a lot of talks about Nick Nick Claxton not being brought back. And I think part of that is because they have a lot of money, that, or he wants a lot of money back. So if you could give them Isaiah Jackson, who's under team control for $2.6 million for this year and next year, I think that they would be really interested in maybe bringing him in, someone similar to a Nick Claxton in terms of how he plays. Uh, you might have to give a couple extra seconds. I don't know exactly how many picks they'd want, but I feel like that's a good starting point. I don't know if I'd be willing to give up a lot of first or at least one first, maybe a protected first or a, or a swap that turns into like three seconds. But I feel like giving up Isaiah Jackson and Obi Toppin for an older guy in Dorian Finney-Smith for a Nets team that really isn't going anywhere could make some sense. No, it, it does. I think it's a good starting point. Because I don't know who the Nets have these co these conversations with. Yeah. But apparently they turned down two first-round picks for Dorian Finney-Smith. And they turned down five first-round picks for Mikel Bridges. It's like, who are they trading with? Like, each other? Like, uh, who's making these calls? I just don't the know. Knicks with all their and bad first? Who's offering these picks? So it's just like, why would they turn down two first-round picks for Dorian Finney-Smith? It makes me feel like it didn't happen. Yeah. So I'm wondering if I think they would settle on a first round pick. Obviously, we don't have one that we're that we feel comfortable giving up at this point. But in your situation, look, Obi Isaiah Jackson, I, I think that the Nets could very much have interest in bringing you know both those players back. Obviously, Obi's the one that needs to be re-signed. Isaiah is restricted free agent. Um, you know he'll, he'll have one year left for that. Um, so I think you probably have to throw in a second rounder, maybe two. Uh, if no one's really going to pony up a first-round pick for Finney Smith. Yeah, I just, I mean, Obi Toppin and Isaiah Jackson are two young big men yeah. that could help their front court moving forward. Don't know exactly what they want to do, but I it gives them more optionality, some more youth instead of taking on bad contracts. 
I, I definitely think that it's um, it's a good conversation to have. And if no one's offering up a first-round pick, I think that is a good offer for the Nets because I don't believe that anyone's going to offer two first-round picks for Dwayne Finney-Smith. They claim that happened. I don't believe it. Uh, I would be surprised if they get one for him because there's actually right now that only – I think it was something like only a handful of teams control like 75% of the picks mm-hmm. uh, that are in the league right now. There's a lot of teams that do not have first round picks. And then there's the Thunder, the Raptors, uh, you know, the Knicks. There, there's a ton of other teams that have numerous first round picks. So they're a little bit harder to come by. So I do think that second round picks are becoming a little bit more common. So if the Pacers did OB, uh, Ijax, and maybe a second rounder or so, maybe that deal does get done. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. It's one of those ones where I'm like, ah, I don't love it. It's I don't know if they love it. I feel like it's kind of a, hmm, that's an interesting trade. We'll see what else is out there. That's kind of how I feel about it. I don't think if I was Brooklyn, I'd be like super excited about that yeah. trade return for DFS. So it was kind of like, a, all right, we'll see what happens here with this kind of conversation. But uh, I have other trades available, but I've already given two. So Fachi, hit me with your first one. All right, you know, you got to start small, work your way up. So we're doing a deal with the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, okay. In this deal, we're bringing back a familiar name, and that's McBuckets himself. Doug McDermott, Chetty Osman for Buddy Heald and a second-round pick, a 2024 second-round pick. It could be Chicago or the Pelicans' second-round pick. So hear me out here. McDermott, free agent after this year, but he's shooting 44% from three. He doesn't need many minutes like, like Buddy Heald. Uh, Chetty Osman is expiring as well, shooting 37% from three. Just a, just a standard good role player. You know, I don't know what his role would really be with the Pacers, but in this scenario, the Spurs, look, they can either buy out Buddy, they can let him expire, whatever they want, um, and they get a second-round pick for it. So mm. what do you think of this scenario? Yeah, it's not bad. I actually thought about looking at San Antonio, depending on what they need. I know they kind of need some point guard help, but – the Pacers really don't have any point guards they can part with at this point, yeah. so that's what makes it tough. I, I mean, Doug McDermott, I think he would obviously fit Rick Carlisle's offense. They did have a little bit of a moment together in Dallas, and mm-hmm. I think he was already on San Antonio by the time Rick came here he to was, Indiana, so yep. they didn't ever cross paths here in Indiana at all. So I don't think Indiana would be opposed to it, especially since he isn't expiring, and you probably could bring him back cheaper Good. than what it would cost to bring Buddy Heald back. But, yeah, I mean – I would like to see what else Buddy could get you before that return. Oh, but yeah. if that's all you can get, is it worth is it worth making that move instead of keeping Buddy? I don't know. But you tell me. I, I mean, know. would you rather have Buddy healed with the the chemistry that he at least has with the locker room and Tyrese or or Chetty Osman and Doug McDermott? I think for for the rest of this year, you know, McDermott is you know what you're getting with Doug McDermott. Look, mm-hmm. neither of these guys are good defenders. They're not. But I think that you're getting a, a, a sharp shooter in Doug McDermott, who right now he's shooting 44% from three. Uh, Buddy Heald's at 38%. Obviously, the volume for Buddy, is, it's, it's a bit higher. But I think that moving forward, I don't want to say I, I don't want to bring Buddy back, but it's definitely not at the top of my list of mm-hmm. off-season priorities for the Pacers. So I think that you have an opportunity to – you're not taking back any money. But for this year, you know, for Buddy, you're, you're saying, okay – Hey, you know what? Doug McDermott, if we play him 11 minutes a night, he's not going to complain. Buddy right now, I mean, I looked at him on the bench against Charlotte. He looked frustrated. He did, and he has every right to be frustrated. The ball's not going in. His minutes are are decreasing. I think that uh, 
this is an opportunity to, like I said, not take back any any money. You're not giving up anything of, of real significance for in terms of future assets. It's not a bad deal. Does it move the needle significantly? No, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, like I said with my last trade I did, it's one of those ones where I'm like, okay, it's got me a little interested, but I think I would hold out and see what other options I could get before that. My last point on that is, you know, recency bias could very well be a thing, but you can make an argument. This is the lowest that Buddy Hield's value True. has ever been. Right now, yeah. he's in a slump, which does not help his value. And I think uh, coming into the year, I think, you know, uh, getting a first round pick could have been very potential. I mean, it really could have, you know, maybe happened. Now, I, I don't think someone's out there going to gonna give up a first round pick for an expiring Buddy Heald who's no. starting to struggle. Yeah, I know that's what the Pacers were wanting at some point, but I yep. think they held on to that asset too long. They did. Potentially could have moved it last year to... Oh, definitely make a little bit more sense for getting something for him. But yeah, I think at this point you can tell that it almost the way he's playing, it feels like he knows he's about to get moved. I I'm just speculating here, but yeah, you see guys usually struggle a lot when they are kind of dealing with trade rumors and stuff like that. Some guys ball out when they want to be moved. Some guys have a hard time with it. So I don't know. I'm just guessing. So I'm not trying to sit, set, you know, say anything here. That's not true, but that's just my thought. So this episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'll go on to one of my next ones here, Fachi, and this one is a three-team trade Ooh. between the Indiana Pacers, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Golden State Warriors. Now, this okay. is going to be a little bit surprising to you, but I've got Buddy Heald going to the Hawks. And in addition to Buddy Heald going to the Hawks, the Warriors are sending a 2026 second-round pick to the Hawks that is originally there, so they're getting their second-round pick back. Now, the Warriors in this trade, they're getting Clint Capella. Help with some big size, get some, get them some size up front in the front court, because I feel like he could actually fit their system being a a, a rim runner, and he makes twenty million dollars this year and then twenty two the next year. The Pacers in this deal are getting two second round picks from Golden State, one that is a Charlotte twenty twenty five second round pick, and one is a twenty twenty eight Atlanta second round pick, but they're also taking on a project and Andrew Wiggins. Now, the only reason I'm saying this is. Would you rather try and see what Andrew Wiggins can become versus lose Buddy Hill in the offseason for nothing, plus pick up two second-round picks, and maybe Andrew Wiggins can find some mojo with this group getting out of Golden State, playing for somebody different, and, and really I think if he's healthy, he could make a big difference. But his contract is viewed as such a negative. I feel like Golden State would prefer to have someone more like a Clint Capella than a Buddy Hill who's an expiring for Andrew Wiggins, and then kind of figure out what to do with Clint Capella moving forward. So I just feel like if Andrew Wiggins is available, you get two decent second-round picks for him, not a bad move. Not a bad move. It's just the roller coaster of Andrew Wiggins. A couple of years ago, it looked like if you took on Wiggins, you were getting like, you know, a first-round pick, you know, something like I remember that. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, he played so good. He was the second-best player for, for the Warriors when they won that finals against Boston. Then, you know, he signs that new deal – 
I know something happened behind the scenes that I feel was like a more of a personal issue when he stepped away uh, from, from the Warriors for a while, but he has not been the same player since. And I think I'm looking at that contract now. Yeah. It's it's uh you know it's a four year hundred nine million dollar deal. He's got three of those years left. So I think when you look to me, when you look at okay, Halliburton's max contracts kicking in, then you, you're gonna look to sign Siakam to a max contract. Andrew Wiggins would be the third guy, and then from there, I mean, truly, it's gonna be really tough to make moves. So short term, while I, you don't want to have Buddy walk for nothing. It's the three years at around $25 million or more that kind of scares me if Andrew Wiggins can't snap out of this funk. I do think the Pacers have done one of the best jobs of trading for a player that has not maybe been playing their best basketball and getting maybe the most out of him. Mm -hmm. But I do worry about Siakam on a max, Halliburton on a max, and then Andrew Wiggins being paid you know, maybe not to say like a max player, but, you know, being roughly between 26 to $30 million to be exact over those three years. Yeah. The contract's not great. And I, and I understand that that's the biggest negative in this deal. And that's why you're getting an additional two second round picks yep. for it, you know, for a guy that's expiring in buddy Hewlett, I think that is what makes it semi intriguing to me just because what happens if there is a guy that becomes available via trade and the Pacers don't have anybody to equal those salaries. You know, you could throw Andrew Wiggins at them. You have additional second-round picks. You could say, hey, take Andrew Wiggins and five second-round picks, and Good. we'll throw in somebody else to get this deal done, and you can go out there and get you maybe that third max player that you want if they become available. And I think if you can kind of revive Andrew Wiggins' career, I'm, I'm making the case for it, not saying I love this deal, but I'm just making the case for it. Like, if Andrew Wiggins can get back to just – you know, 75% of who he was when he was in the finals against Boston. Like oh, just having great. an extra, just imagine having him out there playing defense against a Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown versus Buddy Heald in a playoff series. That gets me a lot more excited just knowing that there is potential with that versatility. And he is from Canada. You've also got other Canadian ties on this team. Andrew Nimhart, Benedict Matherin, Pascal Siakam spent his entire years in Toronto. So could that kind of help make it a little bit easier for him? Less pressure than being with the Warriors? I think there's a lot of different factors here. No, there is. And I, I can tell you this. If instead of the second-round picks, if there was one first-round pick, even if it wasn't a good one, that I think would sway me because the Pacers now, they're not going to be able to trade a first-round pick until about uh, 2028. That's a yeah. while. So I would have loved if maybe there's like a, you know, 2026, you know, first or, you know, whatever. it's uh, not so good 2025 first. You know, something. What about a pick swap? Pick swap could be interesting. You just never know where Golden State's going to be. You, at. you have no idea because right yeah. now they, they look awful. They, you know they are they're in some trouble. If they end up you know getting things back on track, that could be, that could be really good. But you kind of worry about them over the next few years because of the decisions they got to make. Are they bringing Clay Thompson back or not? I mean, you get the feeling you know, as good as Steph you know and Draymond are not getting better. So I, I just think that right now, uh, who knows where Golden State would be, but some sort of situation uh, involving a first-round pick would make me feel a lot better. Because second-round picks, while they are picks, sometimes it's like, okay, well, we got to trade these because you don't want to just draft another second-round guy and plug him in on this Pacers team. He won't get any playing time. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you there. Do you want to do one or you want to move on to another one here? Uh, give me one more. I got okay. one for you after that. Yeah, so I've got a three-team deal here once again. With the Pacers, this time with the Chicago Bulls and the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, hear this Ooh. one out. 
The Chicago Bulls are going to get Torian Prince, Isaiah Jackson, two second-round picks from the Pacers, and a 2027 pick swap with Indiana. Now, the Lakers are going to get Buddy Heald. The Indiana Pacers are going to take on Gabe Vincent, who's got $10.5 million over the next three years. Uh, so that's a decent-sized contract, not one you love, but they're also getting the long-term starter, hopefully, and Alex Caruso. The second you said Bulls, I, I knew Caruso had <laughs> to be in the deal. So I, I do like the idea of the pick swap. You know, that, that makes me feel a lot better than trading a 2028 first. So essentially the Pacers are moving Isaiah Jackson, Buddy Heald, two second rounders, and a 2027 pick swap. Yeah, We're bringing in Gabe Vincent and Alex Caruso. Yeah, now, I, I'm obviously looking at Gabe Vincent. I mean, he, he couldn't be having a worse year. Um, you know, he's played five games. Uh, obviously the field goal percentage, I mean, it's just horrific. This is a guy who, who gave good minutes to Miami. So you wonder, could he get back to maybe, you know, what he was or any, anything of that sort? I don't care about giving up the second round picks, but you wonder, is, is it, this is the only scenario that you really could acquire a guy like Alex Caruso, mm -hmm. you know, it, Indiana doesn't have the draft capital. This, this one's definitely better than some of the other trades that, that you presented because this this one really has me, you know, I'm scratching the beard, I'm, I'm mulling it over, you know. Yeah. It's it's not a bad deal by any means. Yeah, there's a lot of different things that I think could kind of hold this up. Like, it does impact the Lakers' salary cap quite a bit. They're able to take in Buddy Hill, but it does cost them $4.2 million, which is going to be a lot more with the tax. So maybe they're looking to offload a Christian Wood and somebody else, which – you know, I think both teams could take on an extra player if they needed to. Like Indiana has the cap or at least the roster space to take on somebody else because they are getting rid of two guys here. They have that open roster spot. They could do that. They could waive James Johnson if they need to just absorb someone's contract and cut them and basically just let them go for nothing. So that is also a factor here. I just didn't want to get into all like, let's enlist 15 yeah. guys in a trade. That's ridiculous. Um, oh, yeah. I know Torian Prince has kind of been decent for for the lakers and what they want i know there's a lot of laker fans that are tired of them but i just feel like if they get another shooter out there for basically two guys that are not really doing much for them that could make a lot of sense i'm sure they'd rather have caruso but i don't think they'd be willing to part with all the picks that it would cost nor do they have the picks that it would cost to get caruso where i think indiana has a little bit more leverage there and i think isaiah jackson could be a nice piece because andre drummond is an expiring contract at yep. $3 million, and if the Bulls want to have another young big man behind Vucevic, this could make some sense, because I don't think they really have any other centers behind Drummond. So you're talking about potentially Ajax and, and Patrick Williams playing together, which could be somewhat in, in, enticing for the future. Now, do you think all of a sudden, if you really think about it, if the Pacers are taking back Gabe Vincent, point guard, and Alex Caruso, which obviously you could play the two, well, is it too many guards, though, with Gabe Vincent, Alex Caruso, TJ McConnell, Andrew Nemhard, Tyrese Halliburton, and then obviously, you know, you, you got your, your Ben Matherin, which you can play the two or three, but and is it too much? I don't I don't worry about that because my thought process is I'm still I'm getting rid of Buddy Heald. So now my backup two is gonna be Andrew Nimhard. My starting two is gonna be Caruso. You could even swap those. You could even bring Caruso off the bench if you wanted to. Yeah. Good. Um, whatever. And so then that kind of makes Gabe Vincent like your, thir your third string point guard in case yeah. of an emergency. Um, you know, $10.5 million, that's a really tradable contract come the it summertime is. too. So you can only play 10 guys 
in a in a rotation really comfortably. So he's not really played all year. So it would just kind of be like odd man out of the rotation. And then if you did end up making another trade where you kind of needed someone like a Gabe Vincent, at least you have that leverage in case there's a team that calls and says, hey, whatever. You know, you could get crazy, make it a four-team deal, whatever, if there's a team that's looking for another point guard. Crazy. We've seen it happen. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. No, I, I think that this is good. I, I, I tried to work Caruso in, in a deal, but I was just like, I just don't know how the Pacers can do it. I just didn't feel comfortable giving up a 2028 first. So yeah. I do feel far better with a pick swap in there and the well, second there is round more picks... for me coming up for caruso ah <laughs> all right well, well we'll get to that down the line but jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it blue nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For my next trade, this is this is a, a guy that I brought up last time. So in this situation, it's a trade involving the Pacers and the Detroit Pistons. Okay. Now, the Pacers would be acquiring Alec Burks, and they would be sending out TJ McConnell. And I don't know if this is too much. Two second-round picks. It's a 2024 second-round pick and a 2025 second-round pick. Now, hear me out on this. Similar to what I mentioned before, Alec Burks, good defender, really good three-point shooter. So he's shooting 39% from three this year. Year in, year out, he's right around 40%, if not higher. He's obviously, like I mentioned, a far better shooter than McConnell. He's giving you much more size. He's six foot six. Um, and obviously Detroit, look, in this scenario, they get a good veteran, TJ McConnell. They want to flip him next year. He's obviously only partially guaranteed. Um, and then I think they got to make a move on Alec Burks, who's expiring. I don't see him coming back, but I do think that this does make the Pacers a better team. But obviously McConnell is someone who obviously the whole team loves, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on this deal. Yeah, I will be honest with you. I didn't put any TJ McConnell trade together for me. And I feel like TJ McConnell just means too much to this organization. He does mean a lot. He does. That I don't see them moving him, especially for a guy like Alec Burks, because it might make them a little bit better like on paper. But yeah. I think it would really affect their chemistry overall. It very well could. It very well could. Yeah, if I could get Alec Burks and maybe do a different trade, I would consider that. I looked at it, and it's like you would really need to get crafty with, like, I don't see the Pacers giving up, like, okay, it's going to be, you know, OB and Jalen Smith. You know, no. it's like, whoa, that's a lot. Yeah. So it's just like we just don't have the contracts to facilitate many one-for-one -one deals. So it's like – TJ McConnell is at 8.7 million and Alec Burks is just over 10. So it's like it, it does work out, especially included those second round picks in there. But there, there's I don't see the Pacers doing trading too many players at the deadline because they're not looking for like a big time shakeup. Yeah, I'm just looking here. I'm looking at what the uh what the Pistons have, and it's like, would you be willing to do like Killian Hayes? 
and Alec Burks for for Buddy Hield in like two seconds or a second. Killian Hayes isn't getting on the court for us. It's just well, I know, but it's just it just saves you from giving up McConnell. Yeah, but I don't know. I, and I, I have his bird rights going into free agency. Yeah, but I mean, are we really gonna you know go down that path? I, I just feel that Killian Hayes, while he is very talented, and Detroit was definitely not the spot for him. I just yeah. feel the Patriots they could just already, buy him out. They, they could they, buy him out. They, they could. I mean, it's 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 not bad. Um, I think that yeah. I mean, if you if you trade Buddy in the scenario like that, it, it is more appealing than giving up a McConnell, who I think some of his biggest impact is going to be behind the scenes. Yeah, you can't can't doubt that in any way. That is a real thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, in, in your scenario, it's like it does make a lot of sense. I I just couldn't find a path. Yeah. For Killian Hayes to be getting any minutes on this Pacers team. All right, I'll throw one, I'll throw one more out at you here, Fachi, from my end. It's a Pacers trade with the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, I got one of those. Too. No three-team deal. This is a straight-up deal. Let's see if we end up coming up with the same thing. Maybe. I've got Grant Williams. Okay. Rashawn Holmes and Olivier Maxence Prosper. Oh, your boy. Yeah, that 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 was your draft man crush. Benedict Matherin's best friend, by the way. Oh. Coming to the Pacers. For Buddy Heald, Ob Toppin, and two second round picks. Listen, I actually asked a Mavericks fan about this. My buddy Carson. Okay. At first, I thought about Maxi Kleba, but he said that him and Luca are really close. He said I would love to see Maxi reunited with Rick, but I don't think that the the Mavericks would do that. Now they're they're dying to get off of Sean Holmes' contract. They're dying to get off Grant Williams' contract. I don't think they've been very impressed with what the what that signing was. They like Olivier Maxence Prosper a lot. So that's where you're getting a little bit tricky here. You're getting, you know, some good value for for two non-valuable contracts, according to what this Mavericks fan Carson was telling me. Now, I haven't watched a lot of Dallas Mavericks, I won't lie. So I'm I'm not gonna sit here and act like I've watched a ton of Mavericks. But Buddy Hill from Dallas would get him in the playoffs. I think the Pacers want to do right by Buddy Hill. Uh Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing great basketball for them this year. So don't really think they'd be wanting to get off him. Obi Top and someone that could actually help them play a little bit more up-tempo, play faster, and would be much cheaper than a Grant Williams. Plus, they get two second-round picks out of it. I think there is some intrigue here just because I feel like it could be a little bit of addition by subtraction for the Dallas Mavericks. You know, hmm. so, all right. Omax, yeah, definitely. There's definitely interest there. Um, then Probably doesn't see the floor. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe long-term, maybe. But this year, probably not. Um, Grant Williams, obviously we, we talked about not having the year that they wanted, still a good player that can help this Pacers team out Rashawn Holmes. I, I looked it up. He has one more year on that contract. Uh, it's a player option, but he's going to opt in at $12.8 million. So it's not like you're taking on a lot of long-term salary in Rashawn Holmes. You know, if Jalen Smith walks, obviously, Hey, you got a, you got a backup center right over there. So that that's interesting. And you're giving up Obi Top and, and and Buddy Hield, you said. Yep. I think I think the tr- the trade very well could make the Pacers better. It very well could. Yeah. And the way th- the way that you got to look at it as as time goes on, I think which with, with every game, with every week that goes on, the odds of bringing Obi Toppin back feel a little bit slimmer. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do think that this is a scenario where Obi and Buddy could very well walk for nothing. I think Grant Williams would be a good player on this Pacers team. Omax, obviously, I think that that'd be good long term. And then Rashawn Holmes is almost like you're just you just gotta take him back. 
Yeah. You know? A little extra salary for next year. Yeah. If you do want to make a trade, $12.8 million on an expiring contract. I'm going to be looking at a lot of stuff like that just because having tradable contracts moving forward is very yeah. helpful. You know, and, and at that point, you know, if McConnell's an expiring and plus OMAX, that's about $22 million right there. And not, not OMAX, excuse me, uh, Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. That is around, you know, 20 some million dollars. And then if Grant Williams kind of figures out himself again, you know, I think he will. Yeah. I think he will. What is his role on this team? Can you play the three? Can you play the four? I know Rick said he likes playing bigger at times. You know, this would maybe open up an opportunity for Ben Shepard. You just never know. So I just, to me, it was an interesting back and forth i i don't love it i like yeah. it it's a very Exa- like, that, that's where role I'm player type of that, deal exactly that's exactly where i'm at of like okay like this isn't like the missing piece for the pacers but i think it is getting rid of two players that you're probably not going to bring back and then Rashawn Holmes becomes your your trade contract. That's mm-hmm. the contract that you're looking to throw in there. Your point on you know McConnell and Holmes being about twenty million dollars allows the Pacers to make another trade that could you know make them a better team. So yeah, I I think I'm on board with that trade. All right, um, go ahead and move on to one of your other ones. Yeah. Here, so th- this is my Dallas Mavericks trade. So okay, you know it was actually not Grant Williams. It was the other guy that you mentioned. It was Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, okay. Now, I don't know if the Pacers, if Dallas would be able to move him, but they've wanted to move him in the past. Yeah. But he is playing good ball, averaging over 18 points per game, good three-point shooter. So Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dwight Powell going to the Pacers for Buddy Heald, Jalen Smith, and a second-round pick. I do not know if that is enough for the Mavericks, but let me tell you why they might be interested. They'll save $20 million going into the offseason by making this move. This is a Dallas team that wants to get better. Uh, I think that by them having, you know, freeing up $20 million in salary allows them to be able to make more moves. Could Jalen Smith, you know, stay there? Yeah, he, he very well could, or he could opt out. I, we don't know what Jalen Smith will do. Buddy Heald, obviously, hey, he's from he's from Texas, I, I believe, actually. Dallas. I, I was going to say, I believe specifically the Dallas area. So I do think that he could be happy there. And I think they've had kind of some interest in Buddy in the past. I think that there wouldn't be that much of a drop-off from at least a three-point you know, shooting standpoint. Tim Hardaway Jr., Buddy, both good three-point shooters. Obviously, Hardaway's averaging far more points on the year. But what are your thoughts on this, Dwight Powell? Is, is a center that you could have signed at $4 million each of the next two years? If Jalen Smith does walk, at least you have a center on the roster. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, and obviously he'd be the third-string center yeah, playing behind exactly. Isaiah Jackson to kind of clear up minutes for him if you believe in him more than Jalen Smith. I feel like the Pacers really value Jalen Smith based on some of the reporting I've heard is that they refuse to put him in a trade with like for Pascal Siakam because they really value him and want to make it work long-term, and they really like his fit. So I, I don't know. I don't feel like Dallas would do this deal for I, I don't know if they would either. Yeah, that's, that's the only that's... thing. I kind of feel like both teams would say no. I don't know why, but I just feel like Indiana values Jalen Smith a lot. And I feel like Dallas really I don't know. I don't know what Dallas thinks of Tim Hardaway Jr., but I feel like the way that he's playing this year statistically, for them to lose him for Buddy Hield, who's been very up and down, it could be a little bit of a question mark. I don't think it's too far off in terms of like trying to find a very good trade structure at all. I think it's like pretty close yeah. to being there. But if I'm the Pacers. Do I value Tim Hardaway Jr. that much more than Buddy Hield? And how does he fit with Benedict Matherin? That's my big question. It's a good question. It's a good question. I think that also, one, 
you're talking about Tim Hardaway Jr. at about $16 million on the books next year. When we're talking about tradable contracts, a $16 million expiring contract, that could get you, you know, pretty crafty and mm. in a lot, a lot of conversations. But I also think that when you look at the roster, assuming that you do re-sign uh, Pascal Siakam, Tim Hardaway Jr. could be a good player that you could plug in there where you're not going to say, okay, now where's our three-point shooting coming from? Mm. You know, I, I think that, you know, he's uh, someone that's going to bring a, a lot a lot of similar things to the table as a buddy healed. So it's, it's not a home run deal. I think Dallas probably says that's not enough, but I could see that while they might want to shed $20 million to be able to get bigger, bring in a third guy next to Luca and Kyrie. Um, but at the same point, if the Pacers had, you know, does it take an extra second round pick or anything like that? Yeah, probably. And, and, and I wouldn't mind it, but I also think that Dallas could say, you know what, this really doesn't do much for us. But Jalen Smith, hey, the Pacers, I bet they do value him because he's played good this year. I just mm -hmm. don't know if he's going to walk or not. And then they could value him, but at what dollar amount? It's $10 million too much? I don't know. I mean, that's when you start to push it of like, ooh, it's, it's going to be a little bit tricky how you build out this team uh, mm -hmm. by, by giving him a raise, but he, he's definitely earned a raise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it definitely gets your mind thinking, how would that work for both teams? Yeah. I always feel like, and then this is funny because I always feel like we try to find fair value. Then like we were doing like the, the Pascal Siakam trade ideas and it's just like, that's all it took to get oh, Pascal yeah. Siakam. So it's like my value senses are just way all over the place. I, I completely agree. And that, that's just how it is <laughs> in the league. We always feel, oh man, it's it's going to, man, Obi top. And I remember last year be like, I just, just slip them like the 31st pick or like, you know, 29th pick or any. And then all of a sudden you see, it's like, two of our worst second round picks and like, wait what yeah so sometimes these players value is all over the place whether it's dorian finney smith for two first round picks or it's a guy going for two second round picks you never know and that is going to do it for part one of the trade ideas podcast hope you guys really enjoyed that like we said part two will be starting tomorrow around 6 a.m in the morning so Hopefully you guys enjoy part two as we discuss more trade ideas for your Indiana Pacers. So we'll be back. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PacersPodSDP. I'm at Alex GoldenBA, Podge at underscore FACCI, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash setting the pace of Pacers Podcast. And please, wherever you're listening to this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review if you love what you're hearing. And if you don't, please leave a five-star rating and review, but give us some feedback. We'd love to hear on how we can make this show better. So thank you all so much. We'll be back tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.